morning. morning. Welcome back to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Right, let's get right into this. Pretty word of God in order so that there's no confusion or misunderstanding of the order of things, the way things must go down. God placed them in order, and I'm just putting them in order for the listener, for those who love God, for the elect. The three earth ages. There is no way anyone can understand the word of God without understanding the three earth ages. Period. You won't even crack the surface. You will truly be all messed up without the three earth ages, without this mystery that I'm going to reveal to you through the Holy Spirit today. Now, I feel like you need to know and understand that there are three earth ages. The first earth age was the Eric age or the Mesozoic era or the Jurassic era, any way you want to call it, the first earth age. The time of dinosaurs, flesh wasn't around as of yet. It was just flesh of dinosaur, flesh of prehistoric. That's it. And the first earth age, there was the first heaven age as well. For each earth age, there is a heaven age. Now, I just stated to you that there's three earth ages. That means there are three heaven ages. So the first heaven age, Yahweh gave us, is where he created every soul and every spirit within the soul. Your spirit is your thought process. Now, there was no flesh in the first heaven age, as you know, and that this very law still applies. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven, period. It just can't. Now, if you understand the manuscripts, which you probably know because you can't read Hebrew or Greek, but I can't, so therefore I explain it to you. There is no flesh in heaven at all, period. Period. That's why in the first earth age, it was spiritual, it was physical on earth with the dinosaurs and the animals. There was no human life in the first earth age. Only prehistoric life. Amen? Yeah. The Jurassic era. Dinosaurs being flesh, they separated us from them. Why? Because they wouldn't have eaten us. We would have been on the menu. Amen? God's greatest creation, as far as a beast, is a dinosaur. Dinosaur. And some men and women act like beasts, so take it in the way you want. The flesh was on earth in that era, the dinosaur era. Yahweh separated us from them, giving us the first earth age and the first spiritual heaven age. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. 45. Now I'm going to explain this to you the way other churches do not explain to you. Because the other churches can't explain it because they don't know it. They don't understand the mystery of God. If you understand this, you are truly blessed of God. So, 1 Corinthians 15, 45, if you have to say glory to God. Glory to God. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. This speaks of Adam and Eve here. Adam on earth in this second earth age. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. This speaks of Jesus Christ, the last Adam. He became a quickening spirit, a life-giving spirit. He gives us life. How be it, 
that was not first which is spiritual in this earth age something's missing here but that which is natural and afterward that which is spiritual so we just gave you the second earth age and the third earth age paul just said but that how be it that was not first which is spiritual and spiritual is first if we're speaking of the first earth age i'm gonna document everything but that which is natural, which is the second earth age, and afterward that which is spiritual, could we go back to our spiritual body? 47. Watch this. The first man, Adam, is of the earth. Adam himself. Adam et ha'adam, with the particle and the article, through whom Jesus Christ will come through. Amen? Amen. Earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven, Christ. I just, he's just repeating and making it clear what he said in verses 45, 48. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly, worldly, of this world. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly, spiritual. You have two bodies, okay? Understand that. We did a whole thing, but I'll get to that later in another subject. 49. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly, the spiritual body. Let's go all the way back to Genesis 1, 26 to 31. Who was created in the image of God and the angels. Period. Now this I say, 50, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's the spiritual realm. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Flesh and blood leads to corruption. Incorruption is the spiritual body. Because it's put off that flesh body. And a regular man or even Satan can't kill your spirit. Only God can. Let's go back. I want you to see that there. And I gave you more of an example. And I explained it so that you can understand it. So that you don't think that we started off in the flesh because we did not there's a soul inside of you there's a soul there's a spirit inside of you as you just read we have two bodies so if the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of god we were spirit when yahweh created us because paul speaks of adam here from genesis 2 1. let me read it let's go to genesis 2 verse 1. this is who paul's speaking of here Genesis 2.1, speaking of the eighth day creation, eighth day, there's no denying everything I'm reading to you, it's straight from the word of God, if anyone denies it, it's just because they want to deny it, you can't argue with the manuscripts, you can't argue with the word of God, and that's where I'm pulling from, Genesis 2.1, if you have a say, glory to God, glory to God, thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, and on the seventh day, which means spiritual completeness, seven, God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day for all his work which he had made. Watch this. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. That's why it's a holy day. It's the Sabbath. Because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created, 
and made the first Sabbath ever. Right here. Four. These are the generations of the heavens. Now, when you see this, these are the generations of the heavens, it is introducing the line through which Jesus Christ would come through. This is the line through which Jesus Christ would come through. When you see this, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth. When they were created in the day that the Lord Yahweh, God, made the earth and the heavens. Something different about these people. Because it is as Ha'adam with particle in the article. Whom Jesus Christ will come through. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord Yahweh had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. Now, what do you mean there was not a man to till the ground? God didn't create a farmer as of yet. Adam was a farmer. Eve was a helpmate. She was a farmer as well. God didn't even create the farm animals yet. He would create the farm animals after Adam and Eve, right before Eve was created. He didn't create a man to till the ground. He created hunters. Fishers, skilled people. He did not create a farmer yet. That's what he's doing here. I'll get to the other people as well. Six. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. That's called dew, which we have every day. Summertime, springtime, fall time, winter is dual the ground. Amen? Amen. And the Lord Yahweh God formed the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. A living soul. Praise God. Praise God. I want you to see this. Man became a living soul. So if man became a living soul, right? If man became a living soul. He's telling you how he did it. Because he already created souls. A whole bunch of souls. A whole bunch of living souls with the breath of life in them. We're going to get there though. Verse 8. And the Lord Yahweh, God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Whom he had created. And out of the ground made the Lord Yahweh God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life, also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Period. Those two trees. One is Satan, and one is Jesus Christ. Both still carry those names. Go with me to the same chapter, verse 16. What's this? You have a seat. Glory to God. And the Lord Yahweh God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. The word he touched, you know, was nigh the whole nine yards. This is law. It, became, it becomes law. And it also was the same advice God gave to the six-day creation. The same advice. And the Lord God, Yahweh, said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmate for him. You can't have a man without a woman. And out of the ground, the Lord Yahweh God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air 
and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Now this is where people get hung up. Because chapter 1, God created animals. He created animals, did he not? In chapter 1, God created animals. But they're not farm animals. These are farm animals. Adam is to till the ground. He's a farmer. That's why his kids till the ground. Amen? Watch this. 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was no, there was not found a helpmate for him. Verse 21. And the Lord Yahweh God caused a deep stick to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. The word rib here is curve and the, and the word curve that the helix curve helix curve is your dna the first open surgery it's not a rib it's a curve and the rib which the lord yahweh god had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto him and adam said this is now bone of my bone flesh of my flesh she is she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man her DNA was. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh, and do all things singularly. And they were both naked, no shame at all, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Why? Because they haven't sinned yet. Satan didn't roll into that yet. So, I just gave you the eighth day creation. I just gave you Eth Ha'adam with the particle of the article through whom Jesus Christ would come through. That's what I gave you here. Now I'm going to give you the sixth day creation. Let's go to Genesis 1.26. You should just look right over. It's right there. If you have a say glory to God. Glory to God. And God said, who is he talking to? Let us make man in our image. R means our image. He's talking to more than one person. He's speaking to the angels and about, and about himself and Jesus Christ. Let us make man in our image. But I thought Adam and Eve was the first man. Nope. They were not. Six day creation is the first. Let's clear that up. We all speak English here, most of us. After our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Fishers. And over the fowl of the air, hunters, and over the cattle, hunters, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. All hunters. All hunters. And, and the manuscripts is so emphatic. It's so emphatic. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them simultaneously at the same time time at the same time this took place now this is where it gets interesting because God gonna tell them something and God blessed them and God said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it 
and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, God, if I gave you a basket, right, full of apples, and you dump those apples out, right? And then you gave me a basket and you said, hey, could you replenish this? That means something was there, right? Something was there and he's telling them to replenish the earth. Replenish it. So there's something missing, right? There's something missing. Let's figure it out. 29. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Vegetarians. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. Let me say this slow. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. That's why this is called the sixth day creation. Clear as that. There's no denying that. There's no, well, I don't agree with that. That's your problem. You got a block somewhere in your brain. Clear as day, six-day creation. Two, there's a set of people. There's one set of people that God created after he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, that will be the eighth day. New beginnings. New beginnings. Why did he wait to make them? Because it's new beginnings. Eight means new beginnings. And the eighth day is new beginnings because through Jesus Christ, he gives you a new beginning. Amen. Amen. He gives you a new beginning. And you have to understand that. The six-day creation, he told them what to do. And that's why the history of an ethnic group of people, their history is about 2,000 years longer than the Israelites' history. The history of Asia. The history of Europe, let me just name the seven major races here. The original races of the earth, the American Indian, the African, the Asian, the white, which is European, the Spaniard, the Pacific Islanders, the Indians from the north, south, east, west. It's a key word I want you to see here. Yeah, they said replenish the earth. Means it was something there, and now it was gone. And he's saying, "Now replenish it." And that's why we, and that's what we're getting into right now. Let's figure it out. Psalms one hundred four. You have to understand that your father is the smartest there is. He knows exactly what he's doing. He does. He knows exactly what he's doing, and that's why the Asian history compared to. Israelite history, the African history compared to the Israelite history, the European history compared to the Israelite history is 2,000 years longer. And then Israel's begin. It was two days in between. Six, seven, eight. 2,000 years in between. This is history. You can look this up. Can't make this stuff up. Let's go to Psalms 104. 
Psalms 104, verse 1. If they have a say, glory to God. Glory to God. Bless the Lord Yahweh, O my soul, O Lord Yahweh, my God. Thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Amen. Yes. Clothed with honor and majesty. Honor and majesty. God can do whatever he wants to do. Amen. Amen. Who covers thyself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain when he created it. Praise God. Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariots, who walketh upon the wings of the wind, the rock, the spirit, who maketh his angels, spirits, his ministers of flaming fire. Those that teach this truth, that's that men, those are the ministers of fire. Glory to God. Who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever, meaning he created it to be inhabited. Amen? So that people could live here and his creatures could live here. Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment, those waters, the waters stood above the mountains. This is a beautiful verse because what y'all saying is, you say, I created the earth and the earth stood above the waters. But because of the Tuhuvabuhu, which is a term I'll give you a little later. I'll explain to you what that is in the Hebrew. The earth became void and without form. Why? Because of the kabal in the Greek. Or the katabo in the Hebrew, which is the same thing. It's a war in the first earth age. The overthrow of Satan in the first earth age, in the spiritual body, in the heaven age, the first one. He's Satan caused the first heaven age and the first earth age to end. So we're here today in the flesh, bringing in the second earth age and the second heaven age. Watch this. At thy rebuke they fled, at the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. Now this is God showing you what he did at the beginning of the second earth age in Genesis. They go up by the mountains, they go down by the valleys unto the place which thou hast formed for them. Not to cover the earth again. Amen? Never to cover the earth again. For thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. But this is not Noah's flood either. So don't think that this is Noah's flood because Noah's flood did not cover the whole earth. We just learned this. And only covered where the fallen angels were. That's it. And you can see evidence of the flood of Noah. I want you to see this. So we know this is something that happened catastrophically that was a billion times greater than a flood. Because it didn't take 40 days and 40 nights for the earth and the areas where the fallen angels were to fall over. This happened, the dams of heaven broke. Flooded the earth instantly, and then he tilted it 90 degrees. 
which is why the earth is tilted in the first place today. 90 degrees, it's off 90 degrees, but it's coming back. That's why we have warmer weather now. Let me bring out the scientists. It gives you warmer weather now. Amen. I want you to see that. The scientists can explain it. But those who know the truth know what's going on. Watch this. That's why the waves can't cover the earth. That's why they can't cover the earth. God made a law. He said, don't pass this point. Never again. Ten. He sendeth the springs into the valleys which run among the hills. Yeah, he gives them a place to go. Imagine if the water had no place to go. Would this earth even be inhabitable? It would not be. They drink to every beast of the field. The wild ass quencheth their thirst. God makes it so that everyone is provided for by the water. The water's a friend. Understand that. He warneth the hills from his chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of thy works. That's what he did. He created all things. Seed bearing fruit. You can't have that without water. And guess what? You can't have that without someone to till the ground. Amen. 14. He caused the grass to grow for the cattle and herb and the herb of the service of man. That he may bring forth food out of the earth. That's who we serve. We serve a God that's more than able. We serve a God who provides. We serve a God who's great. Amen. God just, Yahweh just gave us a picture of what it was when he created the first earth age and a little bit of what happened when he destroyed the first earth age. And when Satan made all things void because of the catapult or the Kabul in the Greek. You gotta understand that. He showed you this. And then he's showing you his great mercy because he didn't make a full end. He's greatly his love and his mercy toward his children and his creation. That's why he's setting things right with man and his creation. Second Peter chapter three. Talk about these earth ages here. Peter has a whole chapter dedicated to the three earth ages in this chapter here. Three earth ages. He's going to speak of Psalms 104. He's going to speak of a destruction. He's going to speak of another destruction. That's Peter. If you haven't said, glory to God. Glory to God. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds, by way of remembrance. He's saying, I want you to remember. I want you to remember way back, if you can. If you can. If God will allow you to remember way back. So, who is he writing this to? This is saying his elect. I'll just read it. Hold your place here. I'm going to go to chapter 1 of this very first Peter. Show you who this is written to. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness 
through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. Isn't that beautiful? That's who it's written to, God's elect. That's who this three earth ages are written to, the elect of God. And he's saying, I want you to remember. Other people won't get this. Watch this, verse 2. If you understand it, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Watch this. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust, people believing in themselves or in diamonds or in rubies or in gems or in idols or in falsehood or in the world. People playing games and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Question, for since the fathers fell asleep, since they passed on, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Not true. Not true at all. Not true at all. These are scoffers speaking here in this verse. Watch this. Now Peter speaks. He was speaking of the scoffers and how they feel and how they're lazy and they don't want to pick up the truth. They don't want to hear the word of God. Watch this. For this they willingly are ignorant of that. By the word of God, the heavens were of old. Yeah, very old. And the earth standing up of the water and in the water. He's saying there was an earth age before this one. Praise God. He's saying there was an earth age before this one. That's what he's saying here. And you got to understand that. And people are ignorant of the fact because they're not taught this. And you can't even understand the word of God without this information. Because this information goes into another information. And if you don't have it, you're lost. You will be lost. And you will kind of worship the Antichrist. Because you just don't understand. Verse 7. But the heavens and the earth, which are now second earth age, the one we currently live in, the same one Peter lived in, okay, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Perdition, meaning the fallen angels, meaning Satan himself, because he is the son of perdition, and anyone else who wants to follow him into the lake of fire. Amen? This earth is a testing ground, this second earth age. It's reserved for fire, not for water, for fire. The only water that's going to be in this next earth and this earth age it's the flood of life that come out of Satan's mouth. Amen? Amen. What does fire do to water? It puts it out. It puts it out. What do you mean fire puts out water? You've never seen fire so hot, okay? And we know God's a consuming fire. Fire so hot that water can't be put out? There's none hotter than God. This earth is reserved for fire. To burn away the bad things. Watch this. Eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. This is such a beautiful verse. Now let's break this down. We just read 
how many days it took God to do this and to do that. It took God six days, 6,000 years, 6,000 years at the beginning of this earth age, 6,000 years, okay? 6,000. At the beginning of this earth age to repair or recreate the earth. Giving us a second earth age. The one we now live in. He rested on the seventh day, which is, he rested for a thousand years. Because one day with the Lord is a thousand years to us. He rested on the seventh day, which is seven thousand years. We are almost at the end of a six thousand year period. Since the time of Adam and Eve. We're almost at the end. From the time of Adam and Eve. All the way up until now, we're at the end of 6,000 years of this earth age. So the earth right now, this earth age in itself, the earth in itself is millions of years old, hundreds of millions of years old. Because you got the dinosaur, how you going to explain that? Millions of years old. This earth age in itself is already over 13,000 years. And we're at the end of that 13,000 years, closing in on the... 7,000 years. What did God do on the 7,000 year? Well, the seventh day. He rested. he rested. And what are we doing in the millennium? We're resting for what? 1,000 years, just like God did. So we're close. We're extremely close. When I told you at the beginning of last year, I said the, is, the time is it's like close. It's very, very close. It's closer than you've ever known the Godhead is returning that's what the earth is in reserve for the return of God glory to God watch this the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Therefore, that's why Jesus Christ died on the cross. That's why he gave everyone a chance, whomsoever will. You have the power to repent and overcome death. And if you still can't get right, you have the power of the what? Millennium. You can be taught properly for a thousand years without any hangups from the devil and from his workers and from false teachers. Amen? Amen. Praise God. God's plan is perfect. There's not a flaw in it. Ten. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. What's the day of the Lord? The day of the Lord is when Jesus Christ returns at the seventh trump. It begins. As soon as he comes, the millennium begins. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements, I want you to translate this word elements to evil rudiments. Thing that's evil shall melt away with fervent heat. That means the flesh go bye-bye at the seventh trump. Amen? Yeah. It goes bye-bye at the seventh trump because the flesh is evil. It has evil thoughts, causes you to do evil things, to sin, to go against God, to go against your loved ones, and to go against people that you don't even know. This is that seventh trump we're speaking of. This is the ending of this earth age shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements, the evil rudiments, shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So, how is the earth going to be burned up 
by fire as God said, as he stated throughout the word of God, as Peter stated. How are we going to have another earth age if it's burned up? The earth itself, the terra firma, remains the same. That means the ground, the dirt, all that remains the same. The seas dried up. We don't need it no more. We need room for every soul that ever lived. A lot of teaching going on. All evil things will be melted away, but the terra firma, the earth, will remain here. Watch this, 11. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? What person should you be? Right? It's a good question, right? You should be a good person, right or wrong. Your soul depends on it. We answer for everything we do. And we answer for everything that we do not do. If that makes sense. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, that when that Godhead returns, de facto, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements, again, the evil rudiments, shall melt with fervent heat. And you got to remember, in Hebrews 12, 27 through 29, what does it say? God is a consuming fire. And when God comes, as that consuming fire, all things that's not of God will be destroyed. Period. There's no way around that. The only way around that is for you to be of God. Watch this, verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, who's we? His elect. Look for new heavens and a new earth, the third heaven age and the third earth age. Wherein dwelleth righteousness, only righteousness will remain. All foolishness will be gone. Praise God. Don't need them. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless, not worshiping Antichrist, the false Christ, the first one that comes for the world. It's only fear. 15. And account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. God wants, that's his hope. It's God's desire that all come to repentance and change their heart and mind towards him and that they serve him and be with him in the next earth age. That's his hope and desire. It ain't gonna happen. There's some evil people. The flesh don't make you evil. If your spirit's evil, which is your thought process, Flesh is just a puppet. And sometimes Satan goes up there to work. You understand what I'm saying to you? Here we go. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, have written unto you, as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things. Yes, he did. In which are some things hard to be understood which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. They wrestle with these things because they can't understand it. The very thing that's to you, Paul always said, Peter said, 
You refuse to understand it. A love letter from your father to his children. And they won't understand it to save their own soul. That's very sad. It's extremely sad. That's the generation we live in today. Well, 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beforehand. You know them beforehand. There's no denying what I've been reading to you. You know them beforehand. You're reading along with me word for word, chapter by chapter, verse for verse. There is no denying. I'm not adding to it, and I'm not taking from it. Beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. Don't get caught up with the world and with the spirits of Satan. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. It's that simple. It's just that simple. But that's not the end. Let's go to Genesis 1. That was your appetizers there. Let's get right into the meat of this subject. Genesis 1. Okay, so there's one thing I want you to think about. How beautiful the earth is. And there's places on earth that you desire to go to, that you desire to see, and the beauty of it. Even with all the pollution on earth that we have today. I'm, what I'm telling you is what the word of God is telling you is that he loves his creation, he loves his children, and that he wants you to be involved in his creation. He wants you to experience the beauty, every beauty of this earth, every beauty, because it's so beautiful. It's his gift from him to us, and it's a beautiful thing. It really is, it really is. Genesis 1, verse 1, and let's break some stuff down here. Let's understand here. Remember that word I told you to understand? Tuhu-va-bu-bu. Give the explanation on that. Genesis 1, verse 1, if you have to say glory to God. Glory to God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, period. In the beginning. It doesn't say when that beginning was, though, does it? No, let's get to it. And the earth was without form and void. Now, there's a lot in this verse here. Before I even continue with finishing this verse, I have to explain some things to you. The manuscripts... What it means in the Hebrew is, watch this. And the earth, the word was, should be translated became. That's what it means. The earth became without form and void. And this word void is tuhu vabuhu. And it means it became dark. It became black. It became covered over with water. It became destroyed. That's what this word means. So if it became this way, if was as became, there was something before. And what was before was beautiful, was precious. What's this? And the earth became without form and void to him, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 3. And God said, let there be light. There was no light at this time. And there was light. 
And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now this light would be Jesus Christ. Because this is not the sun yet. This is not the sun yet. God saw the light and that it was good. And God divided the light from the what? Because darkness was already there. Now who is darkness? Satan is darkness. Now how did this fool get there? Let's figure it out. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening of the morning was the first day. The first thing he did was divide light and darkness. That's why in John chapter 1, it speaks of the light was in the world. And the world could not comprehend the light because the world is dark. The world is dark. People who can't comprehend the word of God, it's because they're dark. There's a little bit of Satan in it. You got to understand that. You got to know that there was a time before this. There truly was a time before this when um, everyone was happy in heaven in that first earth age. So what did God do to cause this catastrophic happening, the waters to cover the earth and to cause that instant freeze? He moved, and this is a fact, this is science. All God did was he moved the North Pole and the Magnetic Pole 90 miles apart, causing an instant freeze and storms and earthquakes but if you notice it's going back to its natural spot causing it to get warmer to have a perfect climate glory to god why do you think the polar caps are melting why do you think antarctica is turning into an ocean okay why do you think alaska is not really that cold anymore over there why do you think canada is warming up in all these cold places because the earth is going back to its natural tilt Amen? Amen. You gotta understand that. Proverbs 8. We're gonna talk about a time where things were happy here in the in the first earth age. Proverbs 8.22. This is a chapter of wisdom. Wisdom says itself to you. And I want you to see God speaking of the earth ages here. He's speaking of what it was like and what he did. Proverbs 8.22, if you have a say glory to God. Listen to wisdom. The Lord Yahweh possessed me in the beginning of his way. Where? Even before the first earth age. Even before he created that, that heaven and the earth. Even before he created the planets and the solar system. Even before the very first soul was created. In the beginning of his way, before his works of old, I was yet, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning or ever the earth was, even before the earth. That's what he's saying here. Well, there was no earth. Wisdom was there. What God's trying to show you is God does all things with wisdom. He would not create something like the earth or the human mind or human being or dinosaurs without wisdom. And he's smart enough to separate the spiritual realm from the physical realm and not make everything physical because we would have been on the menu for dinosaurs. Amen? Mm -hmm. When there were no depths, I was brought forth wisdom. 
When there was no fountains abounding with water, wisdom was. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was, I brought forth wisdom. 26. While yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. Wisdom was. That's amazing. Just amazing. When he had prepared the heavens, I was there. When he's now he's going into what? The first earth age. When he had prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth to know where everything is exactly. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the foundations of the deep, wisdom was there. When he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass, he commanded when he appointed the foundations of the earth. Psalms 104. Wisdom was there. Amen. Watch this. When I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Wisdom was there. That's your father. That's why fools don't use wisdom. They don't have much. They're on need. If you love God, God gives wisdom. Amen. Amen. Rejoice in the inhabitable part of his earth and my delight were the sons of men. Now, sons of men. Sons of men are the angels. Let me ask you a question. In the first earth age, what do you think you were? You were like the angels in the first earth age. You were just like the angels. You weren't just a soul, a light walking around with feet. No, you were just like the angels. We all were. He's saying, rejoicing in the inhabitable part of his earth, and my delights were with the sons of men when they used my wisdom to live, to grow, to love, to be better, to do better. When humility set upon them to give life. 32. Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways, the ways of God, the ways of Yahweh. Using his wisdom. He says, you're blessed when you do. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Don't let pride destroy you and cause you to lack in life. Don't let it do that. Blessed is the man or woman that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my door. Do you wait on Yahweh? Do you truly seek and love him, or is it just a game to you? You have people who know that God has called them, chosen them to know this truth, to understand this truth, and to be a part of something greater than themselves. And you got other people who don't care. Who all they can see is tomorrow and today. 35. For whosoever findeth me findeth what? Light. And shall obtain favor of the Lord Yahweh. Isn't that what you want? The favor of God? 
life in itself? I would think so. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. He didn't say wrong your flesh. He said wrong your soul. All they that hate me love death. Period. That's a good way to end that chapter. <laughs> we serve a God who's right to the point. Amen. Amen. He really is. He's right to the point. And he speaks of good things. But then occasionally he has to speak of things that people who are disobedient need to hear to wake them up. To wake them up. That's what a father and a mother does. Let's go to Jer Jeremiah 4.19. God's speaking here of destruction. The katabo, okay, in the first earth age. The very destruction that Satan himself, Tyrus, caused. He's speaking of it. Again, you can't deny anything I'm saying. Not one word. It is emphatic. It is true. You can't say I don't believe it. You can't say that, but you'll be a fool. Because only a fool denies the wisdom of God. Jeremiah 4, 19. First, he's going to speak of the seven trump, the destruction to come in this earth age, which brings in the new heaven age and new earth age. Then he goes and speaks of what happened in the first earth age after the catabo, after he threw Satan to the earth. Watch this. If you haven't said glory to God. Glory to God. Jeremiah 4, 19. My vows, my vows. I am pained at my very heart. My heart maketh a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace. Because thou hast heard, O my soul, the sound of the trumpet. The alarm of war. What alarm of war? The seven trumps. He's speaking of the seventh trump here, the next destruction, which is the seventh trump when Jesus Christ returns and brings the wrath of God to end this second earth age of 20. Destruction upon destruction is cried. For the whole land is spoiled. Suddenly are my tits spoiled and my curtains in a moment. What in a moment? At the seventh trump, these tents that we dwell in will be changed instantly and we will all be in our spiritual bodies. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 21. How long shall I see the standard? The standard is Jesus Christ. He's what we live by, supposedly, right? And hear the sound of the trumpet, the seven trump. He's saying, how long shall I see Jesus Christ sitting here when all I have to do is send him and it's over? Listen, for the seven trump, for some people, for God's elect, his wife, his bride is a beautiful day. It's a day where you don't have to worry. It's a day where you don't have to fear. You could be right in the midst of 10,000 wicked people and that wrath of God will not touch you. Not one spot of his wrath will touch you. That cup will not bother you at all. You are immune to the wrath of God if you are his elect. Verse 22. 
for my people is foolish. That's an understatement. They have not known me. They are saddest children. This is why I use the word stupid so easily. Because guess what? God uses it so easily. I'm learning my father. He says the word saddest here is stupid children. Children that don't want to hear my truth. Children that don't want to change. Children that won't, don't want to convert to my ways. To me, they're saddest. They're stupid. Because if you don't convert to God's ways, there is no other way. That means you go to the lake of fire. That means your whole life was a waste. Because you love yourself more than you love God. He gave us every opportunity through Jesus Christ. He gave us the millennium. He gave us chance after chance after chance after chance. If you sin 400 times in one day, God says, I will forgive you. What? Is that not mercy on top of mercy? We serve a great God. That's why he's saying, Silas children, again, that too is an understatement. And they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil. They're real good at being evil. Very good. But to do good, they have no knowledge at all. They don't want the knowledge. They don't want the knowledge at all. This is God speaking of the catabol, Satan's overthrow, Tyrus, in the first earth age. Listen close. This is right after he threw Satan down to the earth. The dinosaurs were destroyed. The earth was covered over with water, and it caused an instant freeze on earth. So, therefore, what did he do? He tilted the earth 90 degrees, causing the magnetic pole in the North Pole to be off by 90 degrees. He tilted it. And when he did that, it caused every ocean, everything to go this way. And on top of that, he threw Satan down. The crater's still there. No one can explain that crater in New Mexico. It's still there. Which caused a catastrophic earthquake all throughout the world, causing every single titanic plate to shift and to break apart. Because every edge of every kind of together, they all fit. That's why you would have animals like African animals living in America. Because it was a perfect climate at one time until God did this. Let's get into it. This is the destruction after God's wrath upon Tyrus and all those who followed Tyrus. 23. He'll ever forget this. I beheld the earth and lo, it was without form. Tuhu, Tuhu Vabuhu, Genesis chapter 1 through 5. And void, and the heavens, and had no light. God had to say, let there be light, because it was all covered over with blackness. This is the catabole, first earth age, first heaven age. I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. It's trembling. The mountains were trembling. Have you seen a mountain tremble? No. That's how hard God threw Satan down, and that's how hard the earthquakes and the titanic plates were moved. They trembled. 
I beheld, and lo, there was no man. God destroyed every single thing. This is not Noah's flood, because at Noah's flood, there was people on the ark who survived, amen? At Noah's flood, the dove went out after a couple of days later and didn't find anything. Then he went out when the waters receded more and got an olive branch and brought it back. There wasn't even a, God created the olive seed after this destruction. This was created after this destruction. There was no man and all the birds of the heaven were fled. They were gone. I beheld and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness. There's no more fruit trees. That's why the olive tree wasn't even there. Because he destroyed it. And all the cities, yes, there were cities though. Because God allowed us, angel-like creatures, to traverse from heaven to earth. We had that ability. If we were in the flesh, we couldn't do that. Because we would have been on the menu. Mm -hmm. Thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord Yahweh and by his fierce anger. This is not Noah's flood again. I can't state that to you enough. It was not Noah's flood. For thus hath the Lord Yahweh said, The whole land shall be desolate, yet will I not make a full end. God has a plan. And that plan is this earth age. For this shall the earth mourn, and the heavens above be black, because I have spoken it, I have purposed it, and I will not repent, neither will I turn back from it. Praise God. Praise God. I hope you for a glance got to see the anger and the destruction that was caused due to Tyrus and all those who followed him. What a beautiful chapter. You got to know that God could have destroyed every single soul that did nothing and he could have destroyed every single soul that went with Tyrus trying to take over God he could have destroyed them all you gotta think about that but what does it take to destroy your soul your children right what does it take to destroy your own children it hurts God's a loving God Therefore, he said, I will not make a full end. I'm going to allow it to mourn for 13,000 years. And on the 14,000 year, it's going to rest on the millennium. And then when the new earth age begins, it's going to be rejuvenated and it's going to be new. And there will be no unrighteousness there at all. Praise God. Praise God. His plan is perfect. It's so perfect. It really is. Instead, he chose to destroy the earth age and the heaven age instead of the souls. So we're here to prove ourselves to God and to his greatness. So let's go to Isaiah 45, 17. 